Did you hear that Jesus was sentenced in 2007 to 40 years for being involved in the drug trade? Yep, that was after he was sentenced to 30 years. Jesus in jail in Mexico. In many parts of the world, Jesus is a name given to male children. So calling the name of Jesus is like calling out John Doe anywhere else. It is a name of an individual. If you do not have a personal, evolving, sometimes frustrating relationship with God, he is just a name like any other name. But with that personal relationship, the one that the 12 prophets call the people to, the adventures in truth and grace not only protect the nation and help the individual, but totally, and I mean totally rock. Throughout history, Christians have redefined God. That's why we have over 400 denominations in the world today. It isn't that there are over 400 gods, it's that we have recreated one to fit our own image 400 times over. Each of the 12 prophets implore the people of God, the ones who know the commandments and the law, to reconnect in a personal way with the God who has always loved them. Because at some point in time, those who know more and behave less are going to have to answer for their total lack of involvement in this God's narrative of hope. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Welcome to Sabbath School University. My name is Sarah Mae Clone, and I am your host today. And I would like to introduce my lovely panel who is with me. Um, if you could just introduce yourself and tell me what your greatest fear is, that would be great. Hmm. Well, my name is uh, Eddie Cornejo. Mm -hmm. And one of my biggest fears, I guess, is to find myself in a public restroom. <laughs> And there's no toilet paper. Mercy. <laughs> that is a terrifying thing. And where are you from that maybe you've experienced this a little bit? Well, I have never experienced it. <laughs> Mercy. But I'm originally from Peru. So, okay. And so, I don't know if the connection is there, but... Uh, it is, because I've been in Peru and I might have experienced the same thing. <laughs> awesome, and who are you? My name is Jeff Tatarchuk, mm -hmm. and uh, from Southern California. And uh, my greatest fear has to do with the bathroom as well. My mercy, greatest mercy. fear is, is mistakenly going into the women's bathroom. Uh, Maybe it's the flowing yeah. hair. I don't know what it is. Just being mistaken for it. That, 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 that would be almost hard. happened to me today. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. I make sure I look at the signs. So I, I won't well, I have to mistake. look two or three times at the sign to make sure I'm going to the right one. Because sometimes I feel this like I'm going in too fast. This is going downhill. <laughs> what about you? Can you redeem this? Uh, well, my name is Reginald Robinson. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And one of my biggest fears is um, when I do presentations, I have a tendency not to stay where they put me to stand. So I'll roam around mm -hmm. to uh, keep the attention of people. My biggest fear is that I'll be in the middle, away from the podium, and my belt breaks and my pants fall down. And that would be so <laughs> embarrassing to me to have to tussle to get my pants back up and walk all the way back to the stage. That would be very yeah, alarming. That, that would be very embarrassing for me and my wife and whoever else is watching. Yeah, okay, so let's avoid that. But <laughs> great, well, I'm glad that you were so honest and vulnerable about your fears. That's amazing. All right, well, we probably need prayer now. 
So, Eddie, would you mind praying and reading our scripture? I guess reading our scripture. Sure, let's read our scripture. And it's mm -hmm. found in Joel chapter 2, verse 11. And it says, The Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number. And mighty are those who obey his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. Who can endure it? Mm. All right. Let's pray. Okay. Oremos. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, te agradecemos por este, esta oportunidad que nos das en la cual podemos abrir tu palabra y entender más de lo que tú tienes para nosotros. Señor, uh, que tu espíritu, manda tu espíritu que esté con nosotros mientras discutimos acerca de ti. Todo esto oramos en tu sagrado nombre. Amén. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're here today and I'm sure... Um, as you know, we're talking about a holy and just God. It's about Joel. And uh, let's just get started right in. We talked about Joel 2.11. That's what you just read for us. And I just was wondering, what do you think that suggests about calling shock and awe out? Um, what does it say about God as you've experienced him in your life personally, I guess? Because it's kind of a vague text and out of context can be a little alarming. So what do you guys think about that? Well, um, for me, one of the first things that brings to my mind is, is another passage in Revelation chapter 6, mm -hmm. um, where it's, it paints the, the day of the Lord in a similar fashion with the rocks falling and, and terrible things happening. And it says that they're running from the wrath of the Lamb. Mm. And one of the things that that, that automatically... It's conflicting. Yeah, it is. It kind of, <laughs> it kind of threw me because yeah. I've never run from a Lamb. Ever like I actually run two <laughs> lambs because I want to, you know. They're soft and they're, complete. Exactly, and yeah. so one of the things this kind of shows me is that it really impacts our perspective mm -hmm. of God. And I think when when we go through these kind of things, our perspective on God is extremely important. And I've seen that in my own life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just seeing the picture of God from being somebody who who loves you. You know, here Jesus loves mm -hmm. me. This I know but yet he's the God who's with us through the hard times as well. Absolutely. You, so. you know, um, when I think about shock and awe, I think of something temporary sometimes. Mm. It shocks you, it awes you, but then if there's no continual stimulation from that shock and awe, it wears off. Mm. Mm. And in my experience with God, it's been more of a permanent awareness of who he is. He doesn't just get my attention with shock and awe. He gets my attention by talking to me, mm -hmm. using different life experiences, because what what it was interesting to me is the last shock and awe has to be the next one has to be greater than the last one Absolutely. and if it's not to that magnitude or greater it really doesn't get our attention mm. so I think when I think about shock and awe I think that um, God may have to use that with some people but as far as with me he knows it has to be something a little different than shock and awe because that'll wear off mm. and that'll hurt my relationship with him because it won't stay it won't be sustainable because I'm waiting for the next event opposed to taking that event and using it for um, to deepen my relationship with them. You know, I think it's interesting that we are, we're talking about lambs and, and, and shock. I, I, I have <laughs> I a mean. story about that. Um, <laughs> it's probably when I was about five or six years old, um, we went to the field, family trip, whatever, mm -hmm. and there was a, uh, what are they called? Just sheep, like a herd of sheep, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I got close enough to one of, one of them that I was actually able to mount it, be on top of it, and I was, the, the sheep wasn't moving at all, it was weird. And so I was expecting, waiting for my dad to take a picture, and all of a sudden the sheep just took off, oh, wow. and I landed backwards. And up to this day, I, you know, 
that that shock experience mm -hmm. <laughs> with with a sheep with a lamb if we want to make the connections yeah. there it stayed with me and i think it what reg said you know um sometimes um not only are we in awe of God, of, of His glory and, 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 and everyday admiration for everything that He gives us, um, mm -hmm. but there is also sometimes that, that shaking, that movement that, mm -hmm. that drops us and we just stay with that experience mm -hmm. forever. Yeah, um, and I totally agree with what you've all said and I find it interesting because I think I take it a little bit differently than Reginald does because mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm so hard-headed sometimes mm. that God needs to almost punch me in the face before I'm like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I get it now, you know? That's what you meant. Or, <laughs> yeah, and so though I agree that it's sometimes temporary, you're, you still remember being yeah. jostled off Years of the sheep and you're just like, that was crazy, that was a crazy experience. And so sometimes we need that shock moment so we can reflect back on it uh, because I know for me, I'm like a roller coaster yeah. with things. So, yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. I see both sides of it where I see the need for a steady growth as opposed to like huge mm -hmm. <laughs> spikes of interaction. But mm -hmm. then also I see the need sometimes to be shaken out of the norm so I can look back and be like, mm -hmm. I needed that one. Good stuff. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, and I guess this goes into, you know, life is so crazy sometimes and uh, we experience God in very different ways and sometimes we don't understand God or why things happen and I know as a hospital chaplain I've been asked a zillion times uh, why did God let that happen you know why is my mom dying right now or why didn't God heal her she was an amazing woman or you know whatever it may be and I was just wondering if maybe you guys had some some insight or something wise you could say about that <laughs> speechless I think that it kind of goes back to what what Jeff mentioned earlier that it all comes back to our perspective of God mm -hmm. you know our perception of God or how we view him mm -hmm. and so if we see God as a, as a mean wrathful God then obviously he's gonna be blamed for for the disasters that happen to us mm -hmm. um, on the other hand if we have a perception of God as a merciful God a loving God mm -hmm. uh, which um, the Bible alludes to, mm -hmm. um, even through this text, mm -hmm. um, that that maybe maybe we need to understand that actually God is shielding us from what it, it, it like it could have been worse. Right. It could have been worse. Right. Um, and again, you know, there is uh, you know cause and effect and like consequence mm -hmm. consequences of our actions and things like that. But at the end of the day, I choose to believe that God is a loving God, and He protects me Absolutely. and it could have been worse <laughs> you know and I agree with what he's saying because sometimes our perspective of God is a little jaded mm -hmm. um, where we think of him as a vending machine mm -hmm. and there's only good things that come from him <laughs> um, and when I think about heaven that was something that disrupted even heaven and yeah. paradise that was a problem in paradise so I think that what happens is is that we get this pie in the sky mentality mm -hmm. that when we come to Christ nothing else is going to happen but the thing is is that as Jesus was on this earth, he had adversity. Mm -hmm. So that means if we're going to be following him and be, be his example, we're going to have adversity. That doesn't make light of it because we're still human and we have feelings. Mm -hmm. But yet and still, we're going to have some problems. But that hope and trust comes in that I took the time to develop a relationship with him before the problem came. Mm -hmm. So I'll be able to trust him even though I'm going through, even though my mother may have cancer, even though my father may be suffering from rheumatoid arthritis or I just lost my spouse. Mm -hmm. I still have a hope that there's God is with me.
with me, even in this problem, even in this, because I've developed something before the problem came. Absolutely. And that helps me with my perspective of him, because we only associate him with good things. Mm -hmm. And when the bad things comes, we want to immediately blame what we thought was good, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, one of the things that I was thinking when you guys were talking was about Job. Mm -hmm. and how Job had already established his relationship before he started going through all of the things that he experienced. And yet at mm -hmm. the end, he could say, you, you know, though he slay me, yet will I trust in mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Even though everything else was coming down on him, mm -hmm. everything was going wrong, family, diseases, yeah. pain, and, and it just, you know, he was able to go through it because of his relationship that mm -hmm. he established with exactly. him beforehand. beforehand. Mm -hmm. yeah. And awesome. I really like that part. Yeah, and that's yeah. awesome. And that's a call out to us, yeah. you know, to get our relationship mm -hmm. kind of under control. Exactly. And sometimes we need the jarring things in order to first even start a, a relationship. relationship. Yep. But yeah. yeah, so that's it's crazy. And I guess this goes right into the next question is, you know, while Christ's appearance will terrify the unrepentant, the righteous welcome their Lord. And so what's the difference here? What is the crucial difference? I think you've touched on it a bit, but yeah, I think again, I think it comes back to 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 having that relationship, you know, mm -hmm. to to if you, if you see God as a mean, wrathful God and and like every disaster and and, and horrible things come from Him, then mm -hmm. then you're gonna have that that despair and and anxiety, and I think that it comes down to to. Like, even Christians go through hard times. You know, mm -hmm. we, we all go through through mm -hmm. horrible experiences. Um, I think it comes down to how do we react to those mm -hmm. um, as Christians. Um, that's, what, that's what the crucial difference is, yeah. I believe, because we have this hope mm -hmm. um, um, that keeps us from getting anxious or, mm -hmm. or you know, mm -hmm. depressed or whatever. You, you know, I don't know if you guys ever sung this song, but we used to sing a song when I was younger. And it said, when Jesus in the castle, you can smile at the storm mm -hmm. as we go sailing by. Mm -hmm. um, and when sailing. I think about that song, yeah, sailing by. Yeah, yeah sailing. I got it. Yeah, I got you know it. I'm with you. Um, so <laughs> what I think about that is, is that, you know, even when there's economic problems or even when there's any kind of problem, mm -hmm. I have my eyes focused on Jesus. My response is different than the person that doesn't have any hope. Mm. See, the, one of the crucial differences for the righteous when Jesus appears is that they have a hope in that he's coming to save me and not condemn me. Right. He's coming to, to give me life, to refresh me, to, to do what needs to be, to, um, to, to re, I guess you can say vindicate, so mm -hmm. to speak, opposed to I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. It's almost like two kids in a house. One's been good and one's been bad. When dad shows up, one is happy to see him, and the other one is terrified because of what is about to take place. Yes. Yes. You know, the first one's happy to see him. Dad's home. Right. The other mm -hmm. one, man, dad could have stayed at work for another four yeah. hours. Right, 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 I right, wouldn't right, have right. cared because yeah. they know what's about to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's interesting because um, I talked to some, some, some people I know, and they're like, okay, how can you believe in Christ? How can you this? How can you that? And I'm like, I'm believing in the hope to come. You know, mm -hmm. so, you know, that and to me, that's one of the crucial things. It's a hope to come. And it's almost like I'm not denying myself things now, but I'm having delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. And know. I think to take it a little farther or, or, or back it up, you know, I guess. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> you know, because we're, you're talking about the things to come. Like, I look around me and I'm surrounded by friends and I'm blessed to be in, in you know, in a university or whatever. And, and like... <laughs> Like I feel God's presence here, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm surrounded by 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 the 
by God and, and, and his, his might, his power. So like, as, I, as I'm filled up by, by this, this awe, I guess, I mean, this restoring power of his, you know, mm -hmm. like, it's hard for me to just hold it in, you know, I just yeah. want to be part of the restoration process. Absolutely. In, in, in a way, um, so, so we can make that, that happen here and now rather than just mm -hmm. kind of waiting because yeah. I think that one of the one of the things that as Christians we're like oh yeah in the future mm -hmm. or yeah mm -hmm. God will come later and you know uh, he'll restore and I'll will be in heaven and all yeah, that right. but what about our duty right now you know right? our mm -hmm. or not duty but response out of love you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is is God not doing anything for you right now that you're just kind of waiting <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah. That's yeah. True. Yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome to think about though I think that the sense of awe when you when you're awed by something, you can't keep it in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was an art major first, and I remember when I saw an amazing painting or sculpture that just blew my mind, <laughs> I could, I'd have to tell everyone about it. I would take a couple pictures, send it to all my friends, be like, look at this, it's beautiful. <laughs> and everyone knew what I had just done that yeah. day because yeah. I had told everyone. Yeah, I mean, with so, Facebook or whatever, that's now what it's all super about sharing easy. links yeah. or whatever. Exactly. Come with you me. can't <laughs> wait. Your house. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You can't wait to share it. And exactly. you touched on it a little bit about, you said, you know, the, the second coming. Uh, some people are looking towards that and saying it's far away, or some people are doomsday talking, right. it's tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. We've had the oh, end of the world like six times in the last like two years. Right, so, yeah. like, I mean, it's a conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> It's a conversation that's going on right now. So why can you claim that the second coming is near? Or why are you looking forward to the second coming being near? With, I mean, this text. Right. Well, one of the things that, that comes to my mind is this, is this TV show that just came out. I think it was last year. It's called Doomsday Preppers. Nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't, I, I, that it, show is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, ever since the, you know, the end of the world, the end of the Mayan calendar and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, people were freaking out. But one of the things that... Um, that, that struck me when they were interviewing the, the cast and the people that were prepping for it were that the, the people that were building these, these homes where they were supposed to be protecting them from all the things that were coming, mm -hmm. they didn't even believe in it, but they found an industry where they were able to make money off of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it seems like a lot of people can use that fear to make money. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and yeah, so anyway, but why, did, why does it seem like Jesus is coming near amongst all of that, you know, scams and, mm -hmm. and fear mongering and all that kind of stuff? Um, to me, reading the Bible and, and seeing, you know, sure, 2,000 years have passed, mm -hmm. but now we're living in a time where those signs that Jesus had mentioned when his disciples asked him, you know, what will be the signs of the end mm -hmm. of the world? Those signs that he mentioned are happening now more frequent than they have ever happened. Mm -hmm. We're having more earthquakes, more tsunamis, more mm -hmm. hurricanes, mm -hmm. storms in crazy places. Mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, so these things are happening more frequent than they ever have. And it and doesn't to say that like tomorrow. No, it is, mm -hmm. but it's to say that you know it's it's something that is taking more. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. and we just need to yeah. have our eyes open. Yeah. And I think to that, that along fact. those lines, I believe that also there is a little bit of of awareness, or or to use the word revival, like mm -hmm. like people are more aware right. of something. Yeah. Something greater knowledge. Yeah. It's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so. But you know, one of the things I found out is key. Um, and I was talking to someone about it, and they was, we were talking about the second coming. And I was like, I'm more concerned about living every day for Christ. Mm -hmm. That way I'm prepared mm -hmm. for the second coming, whether it's tomorrow, next week, three yeah, exactly. years from now, right. or 30 years from now. If we, if we constantly, constantly look for signs, mm -hmm. when the sign happens, it pretty much is not. He said, 
think about it. Mm. These are mm. the beginning. Mm. It still didn't say when I when it was coming or when exactly. it was going to happen. It says this is the beginning. So if I make it a perfect point to live every day as though Jesus is at the door or that mm -hmm. Jesus is coming or that I know that he's made a difference in my life, mm -hmm. I wouldn't really be concerned about the coming, but I would be concerned about living every day for him. Right. Kind of awesome. like what you were saying, when, how we live for the future, he's coming in the future, opposed to living for him right now every day. Mm -hmm. Because we have everyday opportunities and everyday actions that can either be for Christ or yep. be um, for Satan. But if we take that and live for him every day, Mm -hmm. You know, and put his, let him be the lamp of our feet and the light onto our path. Then mm -hmm. we will know we won't be concerned about the coming because yeah. we'll be prepared. Mm -hmm. You, you know, like the doomsday preppers, like you were saying, they're not worried about when it happens because they've already prepped for it. Mm -hmm. So when it happens, they know what to do. They have a plan of action. They have a plan of escape. They know what to do when certain things happen. Mm -hmm. you right. Know, so. Interesting. You know, something that, that you were mentioning, like the word sign sparked. Uh, thought in my mind, you know, when Jesus actually was here, mm -hmm. and the Pharisees and everyone was like, "Give us a sign." <laughs> Jesus is like, right. I, "I've given I you signs. No I've yeah. given you signs. It's not gonna make a difference now. I mean, <laughs> I'm standing here. I'm the sign. You know, how many more I get yeah. to show you? Yeah, exactly. And so I think that in in our lives, it's not about mm -hmm. waiting for those signs or looking for those signs because the signs are there. And exactly. even if the skies start rolling out and we get the sign, um, it's, it might it's not make a difference. You know, you might say, like, wait, with the Pharisees and the, and the Jews during the time of Christ, they knew all of the signs mm -hmm. and they still missed Jesus. And I mm -hmm. think that's even practical for us today. Yeah. We yeah. can know all of the Everything. signs mm -hmm. and still miss out on Jesus. Yeah, and that goes right into what, you know, the next question was, is that, you know, in Joel here, he's talking about all these things. Um, he's giving this message to his generation. Right. But yet, how... Does it not still affect our generation? Is it still applicable? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it affects our generation 100% because, um, like, the whole point is not, not a, it's not the signs. Right. The signs are just a bonus. Like, the, they're a bonus. The thing is, like, you know, <laughs> like, you go out with friends mm -hmm. and you can use that as a sign. You 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 get texts or phone calls from from friends and you can compare that as a sign. But like really the point is the relationship mm -hmm. that I have with mm -hmm. him, with Jeff. You know, mm -hmm. if I get a text from Jeff, I see it as a sign that oh he's you know he's near. He's almost here. Five you minutes away. All the other texts, but when Jeff's text came through, <laughs> you, you you paid attention to yeah. it. Yeah, because I have a relationship right. with him. Exactly. You know, I, I, exactly. I, I care about meeting him. You know, we've been talking about this project or whatever it is. You know, for exactly. a while, and so now we get to meet each right. other and yeah. and hang out. And I think that's the whole point of mm -hmm. of the story. That you know. Hey, a sign is here. You know, mm -hmm. that means I'll get to see him soon, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I think it also brings hope, you know, specifically dealing with Joel and uh, the issue of the, the, lo the locusts sort of destroying everything mm -hmm. they knew and how God was able to give them a promise that if they were to, to come back, repent, he restore. then he will restore their land. Mm -hmm. And I really think... The same applies for us today. You know, we can, I, I know when I feel like I've made a mistake, you know, I know God can still come back to me and mm -hmm. say, listen, yeah. here's a promise for you that'll help mm -hmm. you restore your life mm -hmm. and bring you back to where, you know, I, I love that text that says, you know, he that has begun the good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so he's given us that promise. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. The thing that, that, that 
I, I've just been looking at this verse, these two verses for the, you know, during our conversation in uh, Joel 2, 12, 13, and it mm -hmm. says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, <laughs> with fasting, with weeping, mm -hmm. and with mourning. And, and verse 13, if we have time to break it down a little bit, but so rent your heart and not your garments. Mm. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and uh, of great kindness mm. Um, mm. And, and like that that the first two lines so rend your heart and not your garments mm. how often have i given god my <laughs> appearance my garments mm -hmm. you know yeah I'm, I'll, I'll go to church i'll read my sabbath school lesson i'll do the outward right. stuff the right. garments right to the core the yeah. garments and in my heart still, you know. You, you right, know, like so you it's said. interesting because they put more value in tassels that go on the end of the garment than they did in that relationship mm -hmm. because they were wanting to perfect the image mm -hmm. and lack the power. Mm -hmm. It was as if they wanted the golden apple and the apple was rotten on the inside. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting that that's something that that's just speaks to us today that we yeah. get so caught up into looking like the Christian yeah but the thing is is that God wants your heart and it's so good that he wants my heart because I can be busted on the outside yeah. broke on the outside dirty on the outside yeah. but God knows that my heart he wants to that's why he was able to say David was a man after his own heart mm -hmm. and that man that does mm -hmm. good for me because I know me I know me in my situation. Yeah. Right. I know who I am right. when I'm not at, when I'm not around my colleagues. I know who I am mm -hmm. when I'm in my home and nobody's there with me and I have to deal with who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. God still loves me because he wants my heart mm -hmm. opposed to my actions. So then the question is, how do you personally get that? How do you personally call in the name of the Lord? Um, you know, it's interesting because I think about when I called uh, when I call on my mom's name when I was younger. Mm -hmm. When I was in trouble, I would call on my mom's name. And in that name, I knew that was security. I knew that that was going to be somebody that would defend me. I knew that that was going to be. But as I grew older, mm -hmm. I realized that, that I had to call upon the Lord's name because mm -hmm. my mom may not have been there always for me. And it's interesting that David wrote in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Mm -hmm. The righteous run in that are, and are safe. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting that even when I'm going through something, I can call on the name of the Lord and realize it's going to be fixed. You know, um, I can call on somebody else's name and I can pick up the phone and call my mom and she may not even be able to help me, <laughs> but I can call on the Lord. And he's like, I, I understand. I got you. You've been you're going through something, but I'm right here with you. And even though I may not physically be able to see him, he'll dispatch legions of angels to come and help me. Awesome. He may have you walk by one day saying, tell me God loves me when he knows that I'm about to jump off a bridge. He may have either one of you guys invite me and my family over for dinner because we're thinking about um, leaving or we're discouraged. Mm -hmm. But he'll use everybody and mm -hmm. anybody if I call upon his name. And he uses people yeah. and things to reveal himself to us. Yeah. And I think that's awesome Absolutely. and wonderful. You have like 20 seconds. You're about to say something. Well, I think that if God, I think that if God can use locusts to draw, to call <laughs> our attention, you know, Fair He enough. definitely uses yes, people. Yes, Fair so. enough. Yes, so yes. if He can use locusts, He can use us. Yeah, Amen. Exactly. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for the talk. Our time is up. I know. I know. Oh, wow, we just got started. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so thank you so much. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, dot O-R-G. 
Don't forget to like us on Facebook. It helps us know that there is someone out there watching the show. I'm Sarah Mae Clone, and this is Sab School University.